Hey, it's me, David Alms. You can follow me on Twitter at DaveHasMates. That's the username. Uh, if there was one gig of mine that you could come and see, that I'd love you to come and see, it's October the 2nd at Leicester Square Theatre. Me, Adam Hess and Chris Turner are doing our Edinburgh show called AAA Batteries, brackets, not included. Um, it's going to be a hilarious hour of observations, one-liners and comedic songs with an improv rap at the end. But don't tell Chris Turner I told you that. Bye. <laughs> So, David, <laughs> how did you get into comedy? Um, I, uh, I started doing uh, improv at, uh, at uni, at Edinburgh Uni. There's a, a thing called the Improverts. So it's like short form improv. It's a bit like uh, Whose Lines It Anyway. And uh, I was in a play with some people who did it. And they said, I'll come and try out. And I did. And... Uh, I've been doing it about three years now. It's really great. And then uh, I tried stand-up once um, because one of my friends did stand-up for the Edinburgh Review, which is sort of the comedy society. And uh, they had a big uh, had an annual competition. And I bumped into him. I said, oh, I'll come along because I hadn't actually seen any of his stuff or anything. And he was like, oh, why didn't you do it? And I was like, okay. Uh and uh, and I did it, and uh, I came third <laughs> on my first gig. Yeah, it was really weird. Although I, what I did was um, get down to my boxers and read a poem. So <laughs> I think they had to give me something um, because it was just uh, a bit weird. But yeah, that's that's how I started. I was the same year. I I wrote a sketch show uh, called Charm Forces with two friends, which w we took to the fringe. Um, but yeah, so I sort of just did it very gradually through, I started with improv, started writing sketches and then just did stand-up. I never really uh, made the decision to do stand-up, it just sort of happened. Did you want to try stand-up before you started university? Um, I don't think I did. I don't really think that I thought about it. Uh, I thought about maybe being a I think I thought I wanted to be a performer. I thought about going to drama school in my gap year. Um, but then I did quite a few bad jobs and I was like, um, maybe having a degree would be quite nice. So <laughs> applied for university instead. I didn't think I wanted to go to university. I thought I wanted to be an actor or something. Um, but then I think I was too chicken to apply to any of them because that's just such a big decision to make before you go to uni to just be like, oh, I'll go to drama school. I'm screwed. And you're still a student at Edinburgh University uh, and you're studying linguistics and you won the um, Edinburgh University Stand at the Year competition in 2011. Uh, do you find it difficult performing and writing comedy whilst also keeping up with your degree? Um, I think maybe I would if I, if I was a real academic um, I'm actually only doing linguistics because I failed uh, German, which is what I went to, <laughs> to Edinburgh to do. Um, but then just before I went on my year abroad, I failed. And uh, the only thing that I could switch to, which I already already done a course in, was linguistics. So I'm actually about to go back for a fifth year at Edinburgh, <laughs> Edinburgh University. Um, so I'm clearly not handling the uh, balance well. But <laughs> I'm going back. I'm going back to Edinburgh on Sunday, and uh, I'm flying down 
a week afterwards for comedy and then a week after that so it's going to start to get really expensive but uh i think i'll be okay i hope i'm yeah i i, sh- I think i should be all right i hope <laughs> i think i should be okay i think i'm pr- hope probably going to get a 2-1 which is uh, all my parents can ask for i think so yeah i, th- I think i'll be all right i don't know maybe the dissertation will get me i don't know i think i'll be okay and throughout the Chortle Student Comedy Award uh, competition, you performed musical comedy, and one of the songs is about rearranging the alphabet. So do you find that um, linguistics has helped influence your material? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I actually wrote that joke when I was about 16, I think. We had this thing at school where you can send uh, people carnations on valentine's day with a little message and uh i wrote that the joke is um if i rearrange the alphabet there would be chaos um <laughs> which i thought was uh, hilarious at the time and uh so i sent that to a girl i think i sent another one which said um the average human head weighs eight pounds or something <laughs> <laughs> thinking that it was uh, the most brilliant thing i'd ever done but uh, I don't know if linguistics influenced me. Um, I really do just see it as uh, as a chore <laughs> to be completed. Um, Have you written any German jokes? Have I written any German jokes? I'm sure some of the things I've said in German have been very funny to German speakers. I think I once said, Danke viel schön, which uh, is not a phrase. <laughs> and if, if, if someone did the opposite in English, it would be something like, um thank you great much or something i don't know but i know i haven't, I haven't written any in german i should maybe i should try and do an eddie and and do one I, my german's awful now i mean yeah it's a disgrace that i did it for my degree and i, I can't speak it at all nicht sehr gut nicht sehr gut yeah <laughs> schlecht yeah that's yeah it's terrible i deserve to fail and as Edinburgh is the home to the largest arts festival in the world, did you find that studying in such an important city for comedy has had an effect on you wanting to pursue a career in comedy and also your experience of the festival in general? Um, good question. Um, weirdly, there sort of the rest of the year, there's a bit of a sort of um, comedy hangover like it's it's not it's no london yeah i mean there are gigs going on but it's all just like pub gigs and stuff there's only well there's two now actually but there was only before very recently there was only one comedy club which was the stand um but if i hadn't if i hadn't gone to edinburgh then i wouldn't be doing comedy because i wouldn't have done the improv and stuff it really helps with the festival as well because you don't have to pay two rents you can just um live in your flat but uh oh, i love edinburgh i really really love the city and uh, it's nice to be able to see it in, s- in such different ways like during the fringe um when it is mental and uh the rest of the year when it's just really nice but uh it probably has made me want to do comedy more because hmm because the improverts do the fringe so i think without that i wouldn't really n- experience the fringe have experienced the fringe and and want and seen all this new comedy and and realised that it was a thing that people do. Impossible to say there, isn't it? 
but uh, yeah, I don't think I would have been doing comedy if I didn't go to Edinburgh. And this year at Edinburgh, you're in the Chortle Student Comedy Awards final, and you're also performing the AAA Batteries show with Adam Hess. So how did you how did you find your experience of the Fringe this year in contrast to other years? Um, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it this year. Um, I think it m- the main reason was um, so much less stress. Because the last two years I've been doing uh, Improverts, which is on at half midnight. And then, well, I don't have to, you don't have to do it every day, but pretty much every other day, half midnight show. <laughs> um, and then during the day, a sketch show. Um, and with the sketch shows, there's huge financial stress and having fly really hard to try and get people in and it's something that you've been writing for like eight months for two people really really stressful um so enjoyable but this year because i was just doing 15 minutes by myself of stand-up in a show that was free there was no (laughs) real (laughs) financial stress um i think we broke even on like the fifth day or something which is crazy i made more money from the free show this year than i have from both the shows before (laughs) put together um and because it was just stand up it's stuff that's just been written organically it's not something that i've tried you know when i wrote the sketch shows we used you know we used to meet up every day for a couple of months to try and write it so yeah it just seemed really so much easier so much Nice. Uh, the free fringe is great. We, ha- I, I think cheekily because it was called AAA Batteries and it was in the front of the guide, we had a quite full rooms and uh, yeah, it was just really really fun and uh, lovely donations. <laughs> so that and it feels like free money. It's great. And then the improvers was quite stressful again, having to do that at half midnight. But uh, but yeah, that's fun. How did audiences compare from? the audiences you got at AAA Batteries to the Half Midnight shows? Um, yeah, good question. Um, the uh, Well, the people at AAA were a free fringe audience. So uh, um, they're just, it was mainly a family crowd. We put family friendly on the thing. So we had, I think there were only two days when there weren't kids in the audience. Um, so it was just mainly a really friendly crowd. I think with free shows, people um, are just, they're not, not expecting much, so they're just quite nice. And um, the one at half midnight, you, it's it's more, it's mainly students, I think, um, sort of younger people, people who are still up at half midnight and had a few drinks and things. And also th- with the improverts, because it's been going twenty three years or something, people come back, so you do get a lot of ret- you know people who've seen the show before. Um, and things like that. Yeah, and also it's just a, p- a proper theatre, so I think people's expectations are higher. Um, uh, but yeah, if you're just in the top of a pub, then anything you get, I think you're appreciative of. So yeah. But yeah, they were both... We had... Uh, there were only a few nights with an improverts where there were um, annoying drunk people. But uh, yeah, they were mostly really nice. So when you had drunk people in the audience, were you getting heckled a lot? Um, you do sometimes get heckled. What what quite often happens uh, with drunk people uh, is that they think they're helping. Uh, they think they <laughs> they think they're adding to the show, um, or they're just talking to their friends. Quite often, we just get people talking just during the show, 
Um, but luckily, when you're doing improv, you can just incorporate what they're doing into the scene. I remember once we did a sh- we did a, a show in London at Christmas, and uh, <laughs> there was a, a drunk guy there who was by himself, and uh, he just kept shouting out just incomprehensible things during scenes. And he did it every time we did a scene. <laughs> and we just had to give him a character every time um, because we couldn't a- understand what he was saying, so we couldn't answer back or anything. So in the middle of scenes, if it was like set in a sauna or something, we'd just have to pretend that there was a man in the corner just shouting at us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this year, the most annoying one we had was... Uh, uh, Someone kept going, or something. They just kept going. Uh, oh no, no. What? It, uh, anytime, <laughs> any, anytime anyone said anything mean in a scene, they would be like, oh, or, or something, which was just so annoying. Um, but to a point, there's not really anything you can do because when someone's like that, they're not. You're not gonna. They're not gonna understand if you just say. Stop it. They're going to be like, oh, stop <laughs> it, should I? <laughs> and sort of high-five their mates and things. Um, yeah, we most uh, people are mostly very nice. But, uh, yeah. Heckle- heckling is so weird. I just do not understand. I got heckled by uh, my worst day of the festival. I did, a, I did a kid's show in the morning. It's the first time I ever performed to kids. <laughs> and um, I... Uh, yeah, I bombed so hard. I uh, it was awful. I just don't think I prepared properly. I didn't think, you know, these kids are young enough that they don't they don't like jokes yet. That sort of age. Um, Had they learnt the alphabet? <laughs> that's the thing. My uh, my agent said, "Oh, it'll be great. You know, just do one of your songs. You know, kids love songs." But I didn't think hard. They're like my songs. You have to have a, an attention span to enjoy. I didn't realize that with kids, you, the ma- your main job is to just keep their attention. Um, so I can, I, the guy, the compere was doing a bit. He was like, we've got all kinds of things coming up. Um, this, this, this. What do you guys want to see? And a kid was like, backflip. <laughs> <laughs> and another kid was like, forward roll. And he was like, okay, well, I'll do a forward roll. And he did this brilliant bit where he like did a forward roll and then couldn't quite get up. And so it was just rocking back and forth. It was really funny. And so then when I came on, I thought, right. I'll get them on my side with a you know a bit of kids humor, and I said, <laughs> I said, hi guys, I'm gonna do a backflip and a forward roll at the same time, and I just did this sort of weird hop, and uh, absolutely nothing, like n- not even a a <laughs> smile, and I just com- I just <laughs> realized instantly that they were not gonna enjoy any of my material. Um. Yeah, it was awful. And I th- <laughs> I thought, okay, what's my most <laughs> I thought what's my most uh gettable material? What's my most easy to access? And I was doing that bit at the time, which I'm not doing anymore about uh how I recently drank shower water and about the sort of decision in my mind and stuff like that. And so I started. I went um I recently uh drank shower water and they were all just like, "Yeah, we've done that." <laughs> um and my whole ho- my whole bit was about how weird it was. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then a girl put up her hand and I said, got a question? And she said, I've drunk seawater. <laughs> and they were all just sort of nodding and being like, mm, good water. And so I didn't do the rest of the material. And so to the adults watching, it looked like my joke was just, I drank shower water <laughs> and then nothing else. Uh, and like none of the thought process or anything. 
and uh, I just finished a song. But anyway, then late then I went from that show to um, and the guy who followed me at the kids' show was called Mr. Snotbottom, and uh, <laughs> he had so much snot that it was coming out of his bottom, and he sort of he sort of uh, farted on a uh, on a hanky, and they were like bogeys on it. It was absolutely brilliant. But uh, I was so out of my depth. And so then I went to the free show from that. And there was a kid there, I don't know, 10 years old, a bit older. And he had like sat there with his arms crossed the whole time. He was like sort of podgy Scottish kid. And uh, I said at the end, I sort of towards the end of my set, I went, uh, so I, think I, got, I think I've got time for one more song. Do you guys want to hear one more? And he just went, no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, is that no? And he just went, rubbish. And I was like, ah. Oh. I didn't know what to do because you can't like hit back at a kid, <laughs> you know. Everyone, so all the audience people were just like, oh, like had pity for me. It was the worst thing ever. And I was like, do you really think? Do you really think I'm bad? And he was like, crap. <laughs> and like his like ten year old mate was like, he he he, like <laughs> nudging him in the ribs, like, go on, mate. This is hilarious. Um, and then luckily, his so I was like doing a really sad face, and then. Uh, because I didn't really know what to do. And then <laughs> his dad went, um, he doesn't mean it. And then I was just like, oh, thank God. Oh, phew. And like made a big thing of it. So I saved myself. But yeah, heckle heckled by a kid. It was so weird. Didn't know what to do. Um, yeah, kid. What What was the question? About heckling. All uh, right. Okay. Yeah, heckling. Yeah, I think, I think I've covered that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, having, having performed at the Edinburgh Festival for a few years now and having had so many different experiences of it what advice would you give to performers going up to the Edinburgh Festival right um God, there's so many different ways to do it isn't there but uh I think my advice would be don't expect anything to happen um it's gonna be really hard to judge how well your fringe has gone because there's always something more that could have happened sort of thing so like um in my first year i went up with the sketch show i'd never been to the fringe before and uh we we broke even which was amazing and you know i didn't even know that that wasn't something you should expect but uh we only got uh two reviews and i remember thinking afterwards oh what a shame it's almost as if it was for nothing um which is a crazy thing to think i think you just yeah, I think you've just got to be aware how difficult it is to judge how well you've done in terms of. Yeah, I don't, I don't know really. Don't ex don't expect anything to happen other than be performing because you know you will end up performing to like two people one day, um, and you just got to do it. Uh, I don't know the fringes. <laughs> everyone, everyone has such different experiences. I've been very lucky, um, especially this year, because uh, I wasn't even going to be doing uh, stand-up, and then Adam called me and said, you want to do it? And I'm really glad I did. But uh, advice for the fringe. See as much as you can, I think, in your first couple of years, because I think my first year I saw 40 shows, and uh, and you've never been to the fringe before, to so just fill your mind with new stuff, because there's just so many different things, yeah see lots of things i think treat it more as a like a research trip than a than like oh i'm gonna get famous sort of thing <laughs> yeah that's what i feel
And apart from performing at the Edinburgh Festival, you also performed at Latitude this year with Chortle. So how did a festival gigging in a Latitude sense compare to Edinburgh? Well, <laughs> well, the main thing was that uh, I never played to 2,000 people before. So that was fun. Um, it was, I mean, completely different. I had a bit of a weird festival because... Uh, the uh, we were performing on Friday morning. It's the weekend, and uh, that Friday was the thirteenth. Was is uh, my anniversary with my girlfriend, and so I said, oh, "Okay, I'll go and I'll do the uh, gig in the morning, and then I'll come back to London for dinner." Um, but you know, I've got a ticket for the whole weekend. So then on Saturday, I'll go back and I'll just enjoy the festival uh, and have fun. And uh, I was going to do the shed. I was going to do Monster Shed and things like that. Um, so got there Thursday night, horrible, horrible weather, set up my tent in the dark and had some very expensive beers and things. And then Friday morning, woke up, did the gig to 2,000 people, which was just crazy, especially because they all s sat cross-legged. It felt really bizarre. Uh, <laughs> it was really, really weird. And uh, my guitar didn't work as well because I borrowed someone's guitar. And then so the techie guy had to come on. But uh, but it was it was all right in the end. But um, I left Latitude from the stage. I literally gave my guitar back to the person I borrowed it from, and left. Like went got uh, impossible to leave. Actually, I don't know where I was going. No one has any maps. No one knows what's <laughs> going on because <laughs> they don't have any maps. Though, cause I think they want you to buy the ten pounds program that has the map in it. And all the stewards didn't know where anything was. So I was trying to get to the bus to the train station, knowing that I had like a dinner reservation in London. So I ended up getting like a £40 taxi to the train station. And then basically from deciding to leave to getting to London, it took me like six or seven hours. I had to like push back the dinner reservation and stuff. And so then Saturday morning, I was just like, I can't, I can't face going back. It's going to cost me like another £100 to go there, come back and, you know, buy food and drink there and things. So I just didn't go back. So my <laughs> experience of latitude was waking up, performing to 2,000 people, and then leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, didn't, uh, I didn't see any other acts. I didn't, uh, I didn't do anything. Um, so ho uh, maybe next year, <laughs> maybe next year I'll plan it a bit better. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And so you've performed in a tent to 2,000 people and then all the different free fringe venues and other um, venues within Edinburgh and at the university. Do you have a favourite kind of venue that you prefer performing in the most um I <laughs> sounds bad but i love performing to loads of people <laughs> um i, d I did uh, i did a gig i was around here it was i was at the bloomsbury theater on uh on, uh, on, uh, on wednesday um and i had like 250 people and uh i love that i've, st I've done a couple of those now and I, yeah I do like doing that. I think because, um, I don't know, I think because I'm quite calm on stage, when you're in a very small room of people, it can kind of look like maybe you don't know what you're doing <laughs> or something. <laughs> and so when the bigger crowds, um, maybe it's just an ego thing. Maybe it's, I think maybe it's because if only half of them laugh, it still sounds really good. Um, I like the small, it more depends on the type of audience. I guess that was the question, actually, wasn't it? Um, not the size. 
Um, there's just so many different ones. I think when you start doing comedy, you get a bit spoiled by student audiences because on the whole, they're really nice. Um, I remember the first time I did a gig that wasn't students uh, and I died on my ass. Um, I was doing, it was just a, in a pub and uh, there were people there who were like getting drunk and were like had jobs and things. And uh, this is in Edinburgh as well, so it was Scottish, so they were a bit sort of hard. And um, <laughs> they just absolutely, I did my first song and there's just nothing. And uh, I was like, oh God, oh God, what did I do? Um, and uh, yeah, it was really funny. I did one of my jokes, which was, um, why do Carlsberg stick to beer? And uh, one of the guys <laughs> in the audience just went, because they make lager or something. And no one laughed and I was just like, right, yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, th I think student audiences are really nice. Um, big crowds are good because I think they get into, I think something about being in a crowd that, you know, laughter's a shared experience. And in a smaller room, there's, it's more likely that, that... It creates a hub. Yeah, it creates a sort of mentality of we're all having a great time. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. There's so many. I'm, I don't think I've done enough gigs to really know exactly what my favorite audience is, but uh, they're all good. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are terrible, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, they're mostly good. The free fringe crowd was really nice, so that was good. So you've performed improvisational comedy and stand-up and musical comedy, um, and you also create comics with your brother called Weak Bladder. <laughs> so do you have a specific comedic genre that you prefer the most? Ooh, I think it's, uh, just to set the record straight as well, I've made two comics with my brother. Um, but, uh, so I wouldn't say that I make a comic, but um, what sort of genre do I like? Um, I think probably stand-up, uh, because with improv, it's really fun in the moment, and you've got, like, a team thing, and, uh, it's really, really fun to do. It's almost more fun to do than to watch. Um, but I think with stand-up, there's something really nice about having worked on something and getting all the credit. <laughs> um, that I r also really, really like the feeling of getting better at stand-up. Um, which I still, and I, you know, I look back at what I was doing a year ago, uh, and I cringe, uh, and I love that, and I hope the next year I'll look back at what I'm doing now, and uh, you know, I'll be embarrassed. So I really like um, getting better at doing stand-up, but not just my material, but the actual performing of it. I really, really like that. So every time I do a gig, I, um, you know, I try and take something from it. I try and learn something. Um, about how I can get better. Um, That's what a lot of people quite like about the Edinburgh Festival because it's an opportunity to gig every day and grow as a comic. Yeah, yeah, I, I learned a lot this this uh, this fringe. Just because, yeah, I've never done a gig twenty five times in a row, so that was really helped. And also, I've never done family crowds before. Really, it's either just been students or like London people who like comedy. Um, so these were people who were like the kind of people who would sort of turn up in Edinburgh and go hi d can you just tell me where the fringe is please sort of thing and sort of <laughs> would like walk past the pub and be like oh comedy um, that sounds fun sort of thing 
So that that taught me a few things, and also having kids in the audience was a real change. It was really <laughs> weird for me the first time because there'd been kids in it, but then one day there was just like five kids in the front row who were about eight years old, six to eight years old, and they all had crisps, and they were all just eating crisps for the whole thing. They ate them so slowly, like. <laughs> really slowly and uh and that threw me a bit um but then you know the next few times i got, I got a bit more used to it the thing about kids is and this was the <laughs> it's one of the things about when i did that show for kids as well is that they do not hide their emotions at all um <laughs> so it was just really funny to like make be to like make them laugh and then sort of 10 seconds later you look down and a girl is like literally gurning with boredom just like <laughs> hitting herself in the head or like looking around <laughs> because they, d- I mean, they, you know, they can't suppress what they're feeling. They don't, you know, they're not like, oh, this guy's trying hard. I'll just put on a smile. If they're not enjoying something. They just, it shows. Um, so I find that so funny. Um, but yeah, the learning curve of the fringe is huge. Like uh, a few comics who are in the sort of generation above me who are doing their first solo shows and things. Speaking to them, and you know, asking them, "Hey, you're going to do a show next year?" And uh, one of them just just said, uh, "I think I have to. I mean, I feel like I'm just getting better every day, and it it must be such a good, uh, such good learning curve." But yeah, I think uh, doing the fringe is 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 really good for your stand-up. Pretty much, I don't th- I don't know anyone who who is a stand-up who thinks that the fringe is a waste of time. Uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely a, a good thing to do if you want to get better. And do you have any tips or advice for aspiring comics? Aspiring comics. Um, I knew you were going to ask this, so I thought about it on the way here. Uh, my advice for aspiring comics. If you're at uni, just do it. There's literally nothing to lose because it'll be a student audience. They're very nice. The other people performing won't have been doing it for that long either. Just do it i mean i know i know a lot of people who uh, are students and are like mm, you know one day I, you know i'll say to them yeah i'm thinking about doing a career in comedy and they're like oh i think i'd like to try something like that and i always think if you wanted to do it you'd be doing it there's nothing stopping you from 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 doing stand-up at this stage i think if you if you are doing stand-up um and you're new one of the most important things i could i wish i knew one of the things I I've learned since I was doing it was um, uh, to put the audience at ease. Um, I think when I start because I did sketch before I did stand up. When I did stand up, I I I I think a lot of people feel this. They think, oh, I can't just do the normal stand up. I can't just do stand up. I have to have like a thing. And I uh, I used to wear like uh, all denim, and uh, <laughs> I had like a big beard, and I was like I had this like awkward persona, and. Uh, and then uh, you know, about a year in, bit that all those bits just started to drop off, and I just started being more myself. And it went so much better. It's like I was so much better that it was embarrassing that I used to do that. And uh, I think when when the audience don't know who you are, which is what the environment will be for any new comic, um, they're nervous as well. They are. Ner- it's you know, it's if it goes badly, it's kind of worse for them in a way. I you know, watching bad comedy you know some people say oh you know when you watch bad comedy 
Um, it can be funny because it's like so bad. That's never true. You watch bad comedy, you wish you were somewhere else. You wish you just disappear because it's just so awkward because you want the person to do well. So the audience is nervous as well. So if you just come on and stand still, that's one thing. I'd, that's definitely one piece of advice I'll give. Stand still, be calm, look confident. The audience wants a laugh. So if you put them at ease, they will. Um, just being, just not looking nervous. I know that's a, such a difficult piece of advice to take on board. Hey, something's so nervous. But uh, yeah, it makes such a difference. Because I'd done improv before and I was used to being on stage. When I started doing stand-up, uh, I really felt like I had a massive advantage because uh, I wasn't s scared. Um, and even if my material was, you know, the same level as most of the other people on that night, because it was their first times going on stage and things, they'd be like, look nervous, you know, their hands would be shaking, they'd be walking around. Um, or they'd like look apologetic after a bad joke or something like that. If you just look confident, people have so much more faith in you. And uh, it's not, if it's, it's more comfortable thing to watch, so they're more willing to laugh, yeah. I think that would be my... Also, shave off your beard. If you're a young male comic, shave off your beard. And and don't and don't wear double denim. <laughs> well, maybe... I mean, if, uh, if it works for you, it didn't work for me because I was trying to be some alternative thing. I don't even know what I was trying to do. Um, shave off your beard. Come on. Come on, man. It looks terrible. That's my advice. And do you have any tips or advice for students? Oh, my word. Um, work very very hard and uh, it will be worth it because there are lots of jobs waiting um, <laughs> my advice for students I'd say make the most of your uni um, people I know who didn't have a good time at uni are people who didn't try to find fun things so yeah Check out your local societies, and uh, <laughs> and uh, UCL is pretty good, though, isn't it? UCL is yeah. UCL is excellent. If you're having a bad time at UCL, you're an idiot because <laughs> you're living in, you're living in London, which is like one of the greatest cities on earth. It, it must be impossible to have a bad time at UCL. If you're having a bad time at UCL, then it's not UCL. <laughs> it's you. You <laughs> you you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Um. Unless you're doing one of those courses where it's like really intense and you're like a medic or, or something and you're doing like nine to five. If you're having a bad time then, change degree. Um, but if you're, having, if you're doing something where you have to do like nine hours a week, it doesn't even matter if that sucks because the rest of the time you're living in London. That's crazy. Um, I don't think I'm qualified to give advice now I'm thinking about it. But yeah, just have fun. Just have fun, guys. Come on. You're young. Best of years of your life.